It's a new day. Yes, it is. Wakey, wakey. Time to get up. Good morning, citizens. Open at them. Fresh and shine. This is your wake-up call, people. Come on. The coffee's on. We're going to get you guys circulating on Christian radio. I understand young people. I know what's hip. I know what's on. I know what's lit. I know what's fleet. I'm a nerd, and uh, I'm pretty proud of it. Rise and shine, nerds. Welcome to the Back Row Morning Show, a part of the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network. I'm Station Manager Matt. And I'm Mo. (laughs) (laughs) And we are the official exclusive morning show for LTN Radio. Nearly all of Love Thy Nerd shows and podcasts air on LTN Radio first. And you'll also find an amazing mix of Christian rock, rap, pop, and indie all week long. That's right. So if you're listening to the show on podcast, you are late and you're missing out on all we have to offer. Check out LTNonair.com or download the Live 365 app. Search and favorite LTN Radio. Today on the show, we're talking about the new not faith-based movie known as Faith-Based. How bad is it? How accurate is it? Is it worth watching? We've also got Junk Food Tuesday, a taste test. Ooh, it's a good one. And Ask Us Anything, five random facts, and more. But first, today is Tuesday, October 27th, 2020. And we got some holidays to celebrate. Yeah. Yes, yes, we do. I feel like they're not that, like, great. They're not that great. <laughs> uh, we have National Black Cat Day. Black cats can go die. But here's the thing. So I guess this is the day to, like, acknowledge their existence and not hate on them. Because 364 other days of the year, you see a black cat and you're like, you're hissing at it. <laughs> Get away. Don't you cross my path. Uh, the other day... <laughs> The other day I was working and I heard the the ring doorbell go off. And so I I opened it up at the camera in Deidre's home and and, uh, I can't get the sound on because I've got it all Bluetoothed up and it messes up whenever the ring Mm -hmm. thing opens. So I couldn't get the sound on time to hear what was going on. I couldn't quite see because they were in the corner. Deidre's out there talking to him. It's like three kids from the neighborhood that I don't recognize. And then they walk away. And so I get home. and Deidre's at the door. I open the door and I said, so who are those kids? And she goes, this is how much I love you. Very sternly. I said, what? What did I do? She goes, those kids brought the cutest, tiny little black kitten asking if we wanted to adopt it. And I had to say no, because I know you hate cats. <laughs> poor Deidre. <laughs> I said, thank you for your service. <laughs> Because I do hate cats. Mm, They're the mm, worst. They're not the worst. I don't really like pets in general. If I had to have a pet, I guess I'd have a dog, but I don't really want a dog either. So we have two cats, a fish, you have a farm. and four dogs. <laughs> you have a and veritable zoo. At least three days out of the week, I'm like, I don't want any more pets. <laughs> I don't want pets at all, period. I want to get rid of all of our animals and be done. Right. Uh, we're never getting another animal ever again. We'll just <laughs> see these ones off until they're no longer with us, and that'll be it. <laughs> we have had a fish for for Eli for the last two years that he doesn't take care of anymore. I feed every single day. My wife doesn't even remember to feed it. And... The other day, my son said to me the words, oh, I forgot we had a fish. And I nearly threw it 
outside. <laughs> I was so mad. <laughs> That's fair. So my wife was at the point like, yeah, when this fish dies, we probably won't get another one. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Uh, it's also International Tell a Story Day. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's what we do here. I just told one. Yeah. <laughs> Good job. You've done your part. We celebrated. Uh, yep. And lastly, it's National American Beer Day. So it's, uh, I, I, I'm assuming this means beer made in America. Absolutely. So your Bud Light, Coors Light, Budweiser. Coors. <laughs> Coors Normal. Coors Full Fat. Sierra Nevada. Full Calorie. Is there fat in beer? Oh, yeah. No, I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Chunks of it. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Is it carbs, I guess? It's carbs. It's hops. Yeah, There's hops. so yeah, many hops carbs. And barley and all that junk. But, I don't like beer. Well, I don't like... You like those artisanal, weird flavored beers. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I enjoy going to a brewery. That's such a hard word. Brewery. A brewery. 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 On my way to, a the, brew- to be a juror. A brewery. In the rural country. Um, yeah. <laughs> and uh, trying like local. Yeah. Craft crafted beers. Crafted yeah. beers. Yeah. I enjoy doing that. I, I guess that's what I'm going to have to try if I'm going to like it. Because. Yeah. It just tastes like burning to me. That's fair. That's, <laughs> truly. Burning and chemical. I have no real desire to get drunk. So I'm like, why am I drinking this? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not enjoying any of it. Yeah. But some people like enjoy it. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, what? What has to happen to your taste buds? Do they just burn off because of the alcohol and then you enjoy it? I don't know. I really do think it's more of a regional thing. Yeah. There, there are people who just kind of grew up with growing up around specific types of beer you know and maybe it's, it's just, just a drink thing in general there's there's a whole ton of america that looks at sweet tea and says what are y'all drinking it's true <laughs> that is just pure sugar like so, yeah it's the only way to drink tea i grew what up on sweet about? tea but i prefer unsweet really mm-hmm. Ugh. yeah Ugh. can't even drink it can't even drink it unsweet super Mm-mm. sweet stuff makes my stomach Mm-mm. hurt Mm-mm. Can't well, do it. That's a different problem. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going to play Onion or Not Onion here. Okay. We've got three headlines. Each of them is either a fake news story from places like The Onion or The Babylon Bee. And uh, one of them is going to be an actual news story. Cool. So I'm going to read all three. Moe's going to try and guess which is the real headline. Play along at home. Are you ready? Ready. All right. Headline number one. Oh, hold on. Number two. Number three. Give me a second, everybody. I wasn't prepared because I'm a poor host of a show. So disappointed in you. Headline number one. (sighs) Headline number one is, here we go. (laughs) I'm really going to say it now. Japanese teenager finally achieves her dream of dating Godzilla. Okay. Opinion. The word spooktacular used to mean something in this country. Or Shaquille O'Neal shatters ballot box while trying to vote for the first time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Which one's the real one? I'm going with spooktacular. (laughs) 
Nope. Really? 13-year-old oh Sierra Watanabe is a huge Godzilla fan. She has an impressive collection of figures and does an excellent impression of the Kaiju's Roar. Recently, she wrote to Osaka television show Tante Night Scoop asking to go on a date with Godzilla. Tante Night Scoop takes requests from viewers, often very silly ones, turning those dreams into reality. My love is so great that I would like to marry Godzilla, she wrote. The latest episode visited the junior high school student at her family home in the Hyugo Prefecture. Wow. Where she showed off her figure collection and talked about her love of Godzilla. When she saw Godzilla right outside her house, she fell down and had difficulty breathing. She then went on a date with Godzilla, packing a bento box that she made and bringing her grandfather as a chaperone. The couple visited Godzilla, the Godzilla Museum in Awaji Island, holding hands as they checked out the displays. <laughs> Later during lunchtime, Godzilla couldn't actually eat the bento, so she pretended to feed him. She also pretend gave him some tea. Then, as their date drew to a close, Godzilla waited on the beach at sunset. Sierra gave the kaiju a hug, a big smooch, and then proposed. Sadly, Godzilla did not take her hand in marriage, but she ended up having a memorable date. (laughs) Wow. So my question is... Did they get, like, another 14, 15-year-old kid to be in the Don't suit? Don't take this to an inappropriate place. Oh, that's very inappropriate. <laughs> if it's an adult in the costume. You I mean, know it's an adult hands. in the costume. Ugh. 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 Japan. What are you doing over there, guys? You know, and I listened <laughs> to that whole story and thought to myself... Man, he really couldn't eat or drink that whole time. (laughs) You know, he was starving by the end of it. (laughs) Watching her eat her bento and pretending to have to eat it. Yeah, he was starving. Can't even say, that looks good. Put it through the mouth hole. Right? (laughs) Just have to be like, ah. (laughs) Wow. All right, let's take a break there. It is Junk Food Tuesday. We got a lot of uh, junk food fun coming up. Uh, So let's take a break. There's more Back Row (laughs) Morning Show in just a few. Stick around. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show. I'm Station Manager Matt. And I'm Mo. If you're listening on the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network, remember that all our shows air first on LTN Radio during the actual morning hours, and we would love to kick off your day with some humor and fun. That's right. You can head over to LTNOnAir.com and see the schedule and also download the Live 365 app on your smartphone and device. And before we do anything else, I've got five random facts for you. So I've actually been working on this list since week one. Okay. Okay. And just trying to find some of the best ones to use on a Tuesday. Okay. Because it's food facts. Ooh. Okay. Okay. So it's kind of just a bunch of random. Random. Food facts. Non-specific food themed factoids. Okay. Montpelier, Vermont is the only U.S. capital without a McDonald's. What a sad place to live. Yep. (laughs) 
Uh, in the 1700s, Europeans were scared of eating tomatoes because people would die after eating them. In reality, the acidity from tomatoes brought out the lead in their pewter plates. So actually, they were dying from lead poisoning, not Ooh. tomatoes. Ooh. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Japan released... Japan released sushi-inspired Kit Kats in 2017. Tokyo's Kit Kat chocolate... Hold on, I knew how to say this earlier, and now I can't remember. Chocolatory shop made three types of the chocolate bar that was sushi-inspired, but they didn't actually taste like raw fish. Yeah, They were differing fruit flavors, but all were made with puffed rice, white chocolate, and a bit of wasabi. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, okay. Bananas grow upside down, or technically, we peel them upside down. Naturally, they grow outward from their stems, but that means their bottoms face the sky. Yeah. As they get bigger, the fruit turns toward the sun, forming their distinctive curve. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Guys, if you're peeling your banana from the stem, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. The stem is the handle. Mm-hmm. You peel from the the. the the tippy top, the way it grows. Exactly. Sheesh. I know. <laughs> I mean, how, like, think of Mario Kart. When you throw a banana peel, the stem's always at the top of the peel. Right. Why do you think it's like that? Because that's how you open it. Yep. Don't be banana fools. Good job, Matt. Sheesh. Uh, and lastly, German chocolate cake was named for Sam German, who developed a sweet bar for Baker's chocolate and was not actually from Germany. I don't like that fact. I don't like knowing that. Oh, I'm it so takes sorry. some of the mystique away from the German chocolate cake. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. Wait, they don't eat this in Germany? No, they don't. What? Actually, I hate German chocolate cake. I don't well, like the the goopy coconut. Oh, uh, I love German. Uh, it's my favorite cake. Uh, it was also my grandfather's favorite cake. Gross. Mm, I love it. Gross. It's an acquired <laughs> taste. All right. Well, it is Junk Food Tuesday. Despite the fact that Mo and I are both constantly on and off diets, there's one thing that we can't <laughs> deny. We love junk food. Why are you just <laughs> shaming me right now? I shame myself, too. They all know. They've been here. Whatever. <laughs> and each week, we like to discuss new and upcoming junk foods that have been spotted in stores or announced. And then later on the show... We've got a taste test. Ooh, and it's a doozy, y'all. I'm so scared. <laughs> I've been hyping it up to Mo Man. to be terrified. I am. And I am terrified. I'm, I mean, I'm not really happy about it either because we're both going to be miserable. Right. But I'm excited. That's what I said last week. It's not as if it's like a fun thing for anybody. Right. It's not like I get a taste test to present to you. Right. And get to watch you. No. Yeah. Well, we'll both be miserable together. I might throw up. Who knows? Oh, gosh. But before we get to that point, here's the new and upcoming junk food we've seen around the webs. Ben and Jerry's has come out with Minter Wonderland, hmm. a dark chocolate milk. Uh, wait. Dark chocolate mint, mint. ice cream with marshmallow and chocolate cookie swirls. Mm. I think it's going to have like a thin mintish flavor to it with a little bit of the marshmallow to, I'm to offset it. it. Yeah, it sounds delicious. Yeah. Red Bull's Red Edition is changing flavors, which is weird to me. It's following a successful summer promotion. Red Edition has been cranberry up until now, but it is now permanently switching to watermelon. I am not happy. No? No. You like the cranberry flavor? I love cranberry. It's gone. I'm. You know how you feel about blue raspberry? Yeah. That's how I feel about watermelon. I am not. Yeah. 
I don't like anything watermelon flavored. Well, it's no. already gone. I saw it an hour since today. The watermelon's already taken over. But it's really weird to me that they just like had a successor to the name of a drink. Yeah. Like, why wouldn't it just be a different drink? Right. Why would you like, okay, we've, <laughs> we voted this one out and now you get to be called this. It's like, I don't know. Revolution's I... the presidency. <laughs> I think I think they're going to have a lot of people that are going to be upset with them I over bet. this. I bet they will. All right. They're not the only ones, though. Monster oh has just released Zero Sugar Ultra Watermelon. What is the deal? <laughs> they must have just, like, it must have just recently been figured out how to make a watermelon-flavored uh, uh, energy drink that's, that tastes good, and then they both had to come out with it. Because I, I see one. that happen all the time. Anytime a new flavor comes out and one of them... All the other ones copy it within like a week. Really? I feel like, or a month maybe. Great. But uh, I'm into the, the Zero Sugar Monsters, so I might give that a try. Mm. All righty. Hormel Chili Ghost Reaper World's Hottest Chili. This isn't what we're doing, is it? No. <laughs> I can't do anything hot and spicy <laughs> right now. It won't be hot. Don't worry. Uh, but yeah, that's, I mean, that terrifies me. Yeah. I they had no, it like on you. a hot dog. I'm like, ugh. I do not want to die. I smell a prank coming along. <laughs> uh, Pepperidge Farm is releasing a new Milano cookie for Christmas, the Amaretto Hot Cocoa. Mm, I'm not a super fan of Amaretto. No? Mm-mm. You know, actually, I'm not either. But I am a fan of Milano's. Oh, me too. Uh, I don't remember who it was that bought like a box of them when we were at uh, the summit in california a couple of years ago mm-hmm. someone bought like a box of pepperidge farm cookies and i ate most of the milanos in those boxes i don't like i don't want to toot my own horn but i really do think it was me well i think it was too it was some, it was one of y'all that went to target or something i actually had a the big sampler box yes, of them that's what it was, yeah. last weekend oh, for yeah, the, the women's <laughs> our women's retreat yep. yeah those it's milanos like, are fantastic that's my thing the double milanos oh, oh. my gosh Oh you know, gosh. but all the pre- Pepperidge Farm, for the most part, I, all their cookies, ooh. Yeah, you know what? They do a pretty good job. Pretty good job. All righty. Uh, we got a trio of Jack in the Box inspired things next. Ooh. Jack in the Box's new plant-based unchicken sandwich. <laughs> now, look, I know it's it still sounds gross. I really think that's, though, because we are so accustomed to these vegetarian versions being so disgusting. But they have hit something, hit some sort of, of stroke of genius lately where they're tasting good. I've seen a picture of a cross-section of this. I would never be able to tell that wasn't actually chicken. And if they nailed the texture, just like they've done with the Impossible Burger... Okay, I and know. I can agree with you. Yeah. Uh, the Impossible Burger was good. Yeah. Surprisingly, it was very good. But you already know I don't like chicken. That's true. You don't like chicken at all. And now you're going to give me a plant-based chicken? <laughs> Maybe you'll like it more. To me, it just like all the gag <laughs> reflexes are happening right now. <laughs> Full body gag yep. right now. Uh, Jack in the Box is also uh, coming out with a chili cheeseburger, which... Uh, I wouldn't trust, honestly. I only trust one chili cheeseburger in fast food, and that's Wiener Schnitzel. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, because I know exactly how their food's made, and it looks great. I could go for... I, oh, I almost stuttered all over my words. <laughs> I could go for some Wiener Schnitzel right now. 
<laughs> Ch- the, you know, they're chili. I hate chili. I've hated chili my whole life. Really? But it wasn't until working there and making the chili myself that I decided to give it a try, and I love their chili. For I agree. I've tried I, other chilies that have similar flavors. I don't like them. I agree. I, it's the only chili dog that I have ever had, even compared to Sonic. Mm-hmm. It's the only chili dog I've ever... I've never had a chili burger, but it's the oh, only it's chili fantastic. dog I've ever had that I actually really enjoy. Yeah. The chili cheeseburger, though, is bomb. Chili cheese fries, it. the first time I've ever tried that there. Oh, yeah. The chili, chili cheese oh. Fritos, that was the first time I ever tried there, where they mm. limited time had the Frito pies. Goodness. So, Jack in the Box, just quit while, while you're I know. behind, because that ain't happening. But there need to be more wiener schnitzels. There just True. aren't enough. Wiener schnitzels, and I know there are still some hamburger stands, which are essentially the same restaurant. Okay. Uh, just fewer hot dog options. Okay. Uh, but they, they are throughout the throughout the world. They're the tasty. You know, they bought Tasty Freeze throughout the world, throughout America at least. They bought out Tasty Freeze, so they got a few more spots there. If you got one, go get it, guys. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Jack in the Box, chili-scented face mask. No, not chili. Not chili, I'm sorry. Chicken-scented face mask. No, thank you. <laughs> yeah, this that'll... is like a nightmare to me. <laughs> that would be the best prank. While you're asleep, your husband just slides oh the gosh. chicken face mask over your mouth. Nope. <laughs> Wake up and... <laughs> Think you're being smothered by a chicken. Yeah. <laughs> Suffocate you. Yep. <laughs> you don't like me, huh? I don't like you either. Cluck, <laughs> cluck, cluck. No, oh, thank you. Funny. All right, well, how about Hormel's Black Label Bacon-Scented fa- Face Mask? I could probably... I would get sick with either of these. After, really? After a couple of minutes, I'd be like, I can't keep smelling. Well, bacon. I just feel like it, it wouldn't last for very long. The scent wouldn't be. I feel like it'd be I, long enough. Um, <laughs> just double layer your face mask. Put another face Normal mask. One and then the... Yeah. <laughs> so it has to filter through, you know, Ugh. because that's what masks do. They yeah. they filter all of the things. <laughs> Uh, all right, well, we're switching up the, the order of our show a little bit. Normally, we do our taste test right after the Junk Food Tuesday, but we're going to save that for the beginning of the next segment. Uh, for now, we're going to jump into our main topic and just kind of touch on it to begin with. Uh, last week, uh, we teased that we might be reviewing a new movie we've been seeing previews for all over the interwebs. The preview was um, certainly intriguing. When two friends realize all faith-based films make buckets of cash, they set out on a mission to make one of their own. So let's give you a feel for it by playing the trailer audio. The only thing standing between you and your dreams is you and your dreams. Lord, Father God, we give thanks and praise for all of these bountiful gifts. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And Luke. His work in pool sanitation, Lord, is really something else. <laughs> Tanner, it's time for us to do something with our lives. Time to go to church. The attendance of the church has been slowly declining. We need 75 grand just to make the rest of the years work. Okay, I got an idea. Faith-based, the entire genre is a goldmine. I want to make the best Christian movie Jesus has ever seen. It's time to show my dad what we can do. Dude. It seems like a lot of work. I'm in. For these movies to make money, you need some keywords in the title. Purpose, faith, prayer, heaven. You know, thoughts and prayers, the movie. Prayer and prejudice, faith and furious. (laughs) 
A prayer in space. The first prayer ever to be prayed in space. You gotta talk about God. Doesn't have to be God, God. You can talk about a higher power. So then it's like... <laughs> spaceship lands perfectly on Mars. Action space monster! What the H-E double hockey sticks is this? Why do all these Christian movies have to be bad? They don't have to be bad. They just don't have to be good. Christian movies are a great way to impact the world. And they're also very lucrative. What do you two even know about making a movie? So we'll dive deeper in the next segment. Uh, but for now, what were your overall impressions of the movie in general? <laughs> so it's one of those movies that Chris enjoyed and I (laughs) felt like I was losing brain cells watching it. He didn't hate it. He didn't love it, but he didn't hate it. And it's one of those just dumb, don't have to think. Yeah. For the most part, you know, just one of those movies where it's like, uh, for me, I'm just like banging my head against a wall. (laughs) This is so stupid. (laughs) There was, I would have enjoyed it a lot more than I did. Like, I didn't hate it either. I didn't, it's not one of my favorite movies. I'm never right. going to watch it again. Yeah. But I would have enjoyed it a lot more and maybe given it another watch had there not been so much cussing. Just, uh, there were it, a lot of F bombs. Does, yeah. You don't have to drop the, the F word or the S word in every single conversation in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Just go a few minutes without it. Let me acclimate. <laughs> But it's like in the first, I think it was the first actual spoken sentence was a, a clip from a movie and they use the F word. I'm like, oh gosh, Here we go. Tone for a terrible movie. Yep. And the preview doesn't really give you this feel. It doesn't feel like they're, it's going to be that vulgar, but it really is. Ugh. And it's really, really, for the most part, just one character and they didn't say GD. So they did not. Yes, you're right about that. Um, There was a little bit of drug use in it. No more than any typical PG-13 movie out there, though. Um, The thing that I noticed was, despite the fact that this is kind of lampooning Christians and Christian culture, they weren't really mean to Christians. No. They they didn't portray Christians as evil. Yeah. If anything, they kind of portrayed them as rubes from time to time. But not as evil, which is the typical standard for Hollywood to paint the Christian as. There was never any situation where a Christian was like judging anybody or or calling anybody out for being sinful that I can remember. If If there was, it wasn't definitely wasn't a lot and it definitely wasn't made like that was their character. Yeah, there was one guy, one Christian guy who specifically called out, uh, Gosh, is it Luke or Tanner? Who's the who's the pastor's kid? Oh gosh, I, I don't even remember. Okay. Um the pastor's kid ends up being the one who cusses every other word. And the character, one of the Christian characters, um, called him out at least two times. Oh, that's right. Yeah. At least yeah, two yeah, times yeah, yeah. for you but know, not harshly using language, not harshly. No, really but it harshly, was just like Luke is, is that one. Okay. It was definitely one of those like, mm, 
can't hear that. <laughs> Shouldn't be talking that way. You Just know? more of a chastising. Right. Thing. Not but like that was uh, the that's only... going to send you to hell. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. That was the only they, thing. They did have, they did throw in there, which I was really ups- not upset about, but just disappointed in. They threw in the weird gay Christian yep. surprise, mm-hmm. where which I think might have been lampooning the idea that Christian men tend to sound effeminate when they talk about spiritual matters. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we get, we get more camaraderie. It's, it's almost like sports, you know, in sports, in locker rooms, you know, they get more, uh, I don't want to use the word intimate, but that's the idea. They get more comfortable with each other to where they can joke around and, you know, whatever. In spiritual matters, Christian men tend to be more open about their emotions and about how they feel God's working. And that can be seen as effeminate from someone on the outside perspective. Yeah. And so I think they were playing up the joke of, you can't tell if this person's just super spiritual or if he's actually in love with you. Yeah. Uh, so that was, yeah. but they didn't really harp on that too long either. And they didn't no, it was make, a quick... make any point about condemning homosexuals or anything like that, which I guess was fun. Uh, not having to deal with that aspect of a Christian lampoon. So overall, from a Christian standpoint, <laughs> watching the movie, there were some moments where I was like, there were some cringe moments cringe-worthy moments, if yes. you will. Yes. And that scene is one of them. Yeah. Um, but overall, it was a dumb movie. <laughs> yeah. Like, we're, we're definitely, just put on the record right now, not recommending this movie yeah. to any believer listening, but they did come up with a few uh, a key, a few thoughts that we should chew on that, I, that we're going to yeah. get more on in the, in the next hour. Um, but a couple, a couple more funny things that I did see that I enjoyed. Number one, I think it was really funny that Luke, before uh, becoming, they're trying to, to go into this venture of faith-based tea, or faith-based uh, movies, he was selling teas. He was selling herbal teas. Yes. And I'm like, that's a really Christian thing. Yeah. <laughs> the, the pyramid scheme. Yep. <laughs> Herbalife and whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, was, he was, yeah. So that was really funny. Um, and even his approach to it is very like, <laughs> and listen, I can say this. Okay. But his approach to it is what did he say? I'm an entrepreneur. I'm I'm innovative. Is that something along those lines? And Tanner's like, what he means by that is (laughs) (laughs) he tries to sell these things to people. Yeah. It's kind of shot in a mockumentary style. uh, Yeah. Yeah. uh, Which worked well in this movie. Um, And then one of the cussing scenes was funny was when they're actually filming the movie and they shoot one of the scenes and really excited. He goes, uh, yes, that was effing perfect. Yeah. And then like everybody stops very uncomfortable and goes, I mean, stinking perfect. Stinking perfect. I'm like, perfect. that's exactly how Christians cuss. Yep. <laughs> that's stinking freaking, oh. Yep. Yep. <laughs> exactly. So that was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, we, we did get into, uh, and I don't know if you pulled them all out, uh, and there might be some that you pulled out that I didn't catch, but there were quite a few things in here that I think are worth talking about, at least in general, as a subject matter, uh, and some points that I think they made about Christian culture that might be spot on. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll talk about that a little bit more in the final segment. Uh, but first up. But first up in that final segment, we'll be having a, a taste test. Uh-huh. So, yeah, buckle up your taste buds <laughs> when the Back Row Morning Show returns. <laughs> <laughs> I'm oh, so scared. For 
those of you keeping track of time, we're only up to about half an hour worth of show, or a normally half hour long show. This taste test is going to take a bit of time, and it's going to be great. I'm so scared. Stick around. What up, nerd? We hope you're enjoying the podcast. But did you know that Love Thy Nerd showcases most of their content on LTN Radio First? That's right. Check the schedule and listen to most of our shows before they're available here over at LTNOnAir.com. While you're streaming, you'll also hear the best mix of Christian rock, rap, pop, and indie, and even some content made exclusively for our radio listeners. Stream directly from LTNOnAir.com or download the live 365 app and favorite LTN radio. And let us become your new daily soundtrack. You'll be glad you did. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show. I'm Station Manager Matt. And I'm Mo. And we hope you're listening to us on LTN Radio when we air each weekday morning at 7 a.m. and again at 9 a.m. Central. That's right. You can hear over... Her, her. That's not what it says. They can head over and hear. Head here. over and hear. <laughs> uh, the radio station at LTNOnAir.com and see the schedule. Also download the Live 365 app on your smartphone. Stay up to date with our shows and enjoy the amazing mix of music we have playing throughout, too. Before we get back to the topic of the day, we have got a taste test. <laughs> Each Junk Food Tuesday, we taste test something new or odd or both. And today... Matt got to pick our taste test. Hooray. (laughs) Now, of course, (laughs) this will be plenty entertaining in audio form, but it's even better on video. We record all of our taste tests and put the video, full video, up on our Facebook page at the Back Row LTN. Mo is slumping over in her chair. (laughs) I already don't feel well. So go like us. Like... Go like us on Facebook at the Back Row LTN and never miss a bite. Today, the taste test is going to be a doozy. All right. I'm we, so scared. So here's your first hint. We've talked about it in our junk food news. In the Today? Past. No, in the oh. past. <clears throat> I don't want to know. I don't. I just don't want to. What I got for you today is Branch's Turkey Dinner Candy Corn. Do you remember this? Yeah. With have you had it? No, I opened it to separate some in a bowl for us, so we each oh. have one of each color. The flavors of this candy corn, you can get a whiff of the bag. I don't. Like. <laughs> you smell it? Um, Not pleasing right off the bat, but sweet. I mean, sweet. Sure, most of it's yes, going to be sugar, it's sugary. The flavors are green beans, roasted turkey, cranberry sauce, which will probably be nice, ginger glazed carrot, probably also Okay. Sweet potato pie, probably, and stuffing. I want to cry. I really, like... We have to try one of each of them? Yep. (laughs) I've got them separated. (laughs) So here are the bowls. One of them looks decidedly like earwax, just so you're aware. I don't want to do it. Oh, come on. You can't make me. 
I really don't want to do it either, but it's for the I fans. don't know why I'm convulsing, it's but I am involuntarily <laughs> convulsing right now. Uh, Which right. one are we doing we'll first? We'll start with the red one. We'll start with the cranberry. <laughs> well, you just you just said you love cranberry. I do. So this but first is of all, I don't good. even like candy corn. <laughs> well, it's not going to taste like the normal candy corn. And none of this <laughs> sounds appealing in the least. I'm serious. My like, I'm already wanting to puke. <laughs> trash. Oh, the trash can's full. Here's a bowl. You can spit it back out in, but you gotta at least have the flavor. I'm not gonna. No, I'm. You know, I'm not gonna spit it out. You're gonna eat it. I will eat it, okay, but it I can't help case. it if I puke. Okay, well then use that. <laughs> Just try and not splash it around. <laughs> All right, cranberry, cranberry sauce flavor. Here we go. Yeah, I don't even like cranberry flavor, but. That's not bad. I love cranberry flavor, and that's not cranberry, so. <laughs> it's all right. It's okay. All right. I, I've just been reminded why I hate candy corn. Why is that? Because it tastes like earwax. <laughs> like, if I was to stick earwax in, in my mouth and eat it, that is the consistency. All right. You need the no. white one with the yellow top. White one with the yellow top. This one is sweet potato pie. Okay. Yeah. I actually like this one. Matt's making a weird no. face. No. Okay, it's like it's. Ooh. <laughs> it's strong. It's coming in and out though. <laughs> it is very. It is a very strong. Yeah. Taste. It's not terrible. It's very sweet. It is overwhelmingly sweet. Nutmeg. Yeah. But it like as I was chewing it, it wavered in between of I like this, I don't like this. Yeah. I like this, I don't like this. I can agree with that. Mm. Okay. I didn't Ooh. get to the point to where I didn't like it, but it was definitely like, oh, that's a whoop. <laughs> whoop. Hold on. That might have been, did I eat the wrong one? What was, what do you think it was? What's know. the second what's one? That one? Or what's the third one? Is this the carrot one? That oh, this was, is the carrot one. That was not carrot, what no, we just ate. So this is the kind of orangey one. Orange on orange. Orange, orange, on, orange. On, orange on orange. So this is ginger glazed carrot. Carrot? Which also could be good. Oh, but that could have been ginger. Now that you say that, well, what we just ate. Then this one would be the other one. <laughs> oh, no, that's carrot. That tastes like a carrot. Wow. That, oh. Oh, yeah, it's turning. Oh. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. That is so bad. Okay, I'm not gagging. I mean, it's not that terrible, but it's not great at all. There is nothing good about ginger, carrot, Ooh. candy corn. That Ooh. is n that is disgusting. Ooh, yeah, no, that's not great. Those are way too way too strong <sighs> of flavors to have in one. Nope. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They should have done like brown sugar glazed carrots mm. to give mm. it a little bit of sweetness. But the ooh. Mm. Ooh. okay. Not a fan. We're halfway down, Mo, and those were the easy ones. Oh man. Great. Next up. Green bean. Green bean casserole. I hate green beans. I hate green bean casserole. 
Not looking forward to this. Here we go. Oh. Oh. <laughs> the that sweetness tastes is like helping. Green beans. That for real tastes like green beans. Oh. Like, and not the good green beans. Ah. All right, I will say this flavor is not as pungent yeah. as the <laughs> sweet potato pie and the carrots. Yeah. It goes away pretty quick, but yeah. it's not good. But it's not good. Mm. It's not a good flavor. <sighs> Gross. I'm not happy with you right now. Ooh, I'm not happy with me. <laughs> I was just so happy that I was able to get a bag. <laughs> it's so... <laughs> what happened? Cough some up. Let's go. All of the flavors are mixing. <laughs> I've taken multiple sips of my water. There is no getting it out of your. <laughs> what were they thinking making this product? Do you Who know this for? That it tastes like a Christmas tree. The green bean tastes like a Christmas tree. Yeah. Okay. It's very piney. All right, next up is stuffing. That's the one no, that, I'm looks done. Like a, that looks like a beer. <laughs> got you a can't make caramel them. color with a white top. <sighs> stuffing. I hate stuffing as well. Never enjoyed stuffing. Not a fan. <sighs> Mo just gave me the look of death. Oh. Nope. I hate these. I hate these. Oh my gosh, I hate these. I'm not going to get this one down. You bite into them, and initially they taste pretty good. And then you continue to chew, and you realize that they put way too much stinking flavor in these tiny little candy corns. They are so bad. Matt just spit his out, by the way. Oh, tastes like dog it's food. It's stuck on the roof of my mouth. Oh, God. See, initially I took a bite and I was like, oh, that's good. Nope. No, no. It turned south real quick. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. <laughs> it's bad. It's so bad. That one is so bad. It tastes like dog food. Oh. Oh. You can do it, Mo. You can power it through. Would you like a napkin to spit it out in? No, it's gone. Okay. <laughs> but I was talking to try and like. <laughs> and then when the talking was done, you couldn't <laughs> fight through it anymore. Okay. Whew. One left. We're almost done, Mo. We're almost done with the greatest taste test of all time. <sighs> Don't cry. <laughs> I am somewhere in between puking and crying. I'm just, I have, I have not fully decided which way I want to land yet. <laughs> the crying would be better. I can't. You can't do the last one? But I have got goosebumps. <laughs> that is how bad, like... My hair on my arm is standing up. Do you see that? Look at that. Yeah. 
And that, that is how bad it is. <laughs> the stuffing was terrible. That was by far the worst one so far. Okay, if you're not going to do it, I'll do it. Ugh. I'm not a weenie. I'll do it. <laughs> you said you can't. So I thought well, you I can't. can't. <laughs> I can't. But I can do all things through Christ. That's exactly how that verse should strength. be applied. <laughs> that is, includes these disgusting taste there, tests. There is one thing that I can say about Mo: is she is not a weenie. She <laughs> will not back down. She might complain the whole time, but she will do it. I will. And she will win. I <laughs> will. Opportunity. You went back for that second bite of the habanero. I mean, you. You won't quit. My so. mouth is salivating and not in a good way. Yeah, there's yeah, there's no stopping that. I'm I'm the flavor's gone. No, it's stuck me. on the top of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> well, I spit mine out though. But I had a lot of the flavor. I chewed it quite a bit before I spat it out. Uh, it was like that it was like that dog food bean boozled. You're right. Like it just couldn't couldn't get through it. Yeah. Mm. All right. I would think that that would have been this one, which is turkey. Roasted turkey flavor. <sighs> mm. Are you ready? My stomach is upside down. <laughs> okay, here we go. Three, two, one. It doesn't taste as bad as the other one. <laughs> That's just a little bit. Oh, God. Take it back. I'm sorry. Oh. That tastes like oh. raw meat. That tastes like, no, like spoiled meat. Like if I had made a, see, a turkey sandwich. It's because you're of talking. <laughs> it's because of things you're saying. Okay. I'll be quiet until you swallow it. I had it's to, gone. I couldn't. <laughs> I spit mine out. Nope. Mm-mm. That one was easier for me than the, the, the stuffing. <laughs> <laughs> that one I was able to power through. That was even easier for me than the green beans, honestly. But it was bad. <laughs> Your reaction, I cannot wait to see on camera, which you can too. Go on over to Facebook. Find at the back row LTN. You'll see the full video of these reactions, which this is a little longer than we typically go. I know on audio you don't get the full experience. This is a longer taste test. Normally it's just one bite of one thing. <coughs> this is a special occasion because it's candy and it's Halloween week. And oh, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> it does. Listen. Expired deli turkey. That is what it tastes like. There is turkey flavor, which is surprising. Surprising that they replicated that in candy form at all. But yeah, it does taste like expired, like bad turkey. Yeah. I can't. I don't know how you powered through that. (laughs) You sounded like you caught on fire. We both only spat one out, so we're even. 
was not going to spit one out. You that that is bad. If I had to spit it out, I can't. Mints, Ooh, please. Yes. Uh, Altoids. Okay. Mm. And take as many as you like. <laughs> Saturate your uh, mouth. Sorry. Oh gosh. <laughs> Happy Tuesday morning, everybody. <laughs> Okay, we're going to calm down because we got stuff to talk about still. Breathe in. Breathe out. Oh, I've never been so happy to have an Altoid. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Curiously strong. Mm, right there. Curiously yes. Strong. <laughs> oh. I can't. Mm-mm. Like, I knew it was going to be bad, but I did not expect it to be that bad. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> I gotta reposition my chair now. <laughs> Whew. Oh, I got a headache. I was done. Uh, I was ready to hop the <laughs> sound booth. I'm out. I quit. <laughs> We're done. No more morning shows ever. This is it. Uh, All right. We're centered. We're back, everybody. Welcome. Are we? Here I don't are. know. All right. So last segment, we talked about faith-based, the new movie that lampoons the idea of a faith-based film, but also takes a side look at Christian culture viewed from the lens of people who don't necessarily hate Christians, they just don't understand them. Uh, So we're going to dive a bit deeper into this film and some of the ideas that it brings up. Uh, I will start with one here. So one of the original premises is something that you heard in the trailer. No, I don't think you heard it in the trailer. Um, but this is one of the things that it's originally set up, is Christians will pay to see anything Christian. Essentially saying that if it's got that Christian label, you will have churches renting out movie theaters, you will have people buying it because they'll make them feel like a better Christian, they have it in their DVD rack or in their DVR or what have you. Yeah. I mean, is that accurate? <sighs> Um, I would say it's about 90% accurate for sure. I agree. Yeah. We, uh, we do tend to get kind of in that box of if it's Christian, even if it's terrible, rent out the theaters. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Take everybody to see it because we know there won't be any cussing and nudity in it. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Which, I mean, sometimes that's fine, sometimes it's not. I, like, I think about the movies that we've, we've had in the recent years, and they are surprisingly a lot better than the years in, like, the decade before, which were just purely terrible, like starring Gary Busey and <laughs> all these weird things. But, like, Fireproof, yeah. I enjoy that movie. I like Fireproof, I think that was put War together Room. really well, acted really well. War Room was all right. Courageous. I liked that too. Courageous, really good. Um... What was that other one that recently came out that I, I can really only liked? imagine? Uh, that was really good. I can only what imagine. What was it really the good. other one? I uh, still believe. I still believe was really good. Um, Notice that we're not mentioning God's Not Dead. God's Not Dead was not good. <laughs> not as a premise. Not as in that. It was all around terrible. First of all, <laughs> they're at a Christian college. They're not a Christian college. Sorry, they're at a college, but she—he's dating a Christian girl, and she basically dumps him in the very early stages of the movie for loving God too much. Mm. And then that's the last we see of her. Yeah, she doesn't get comeuppance at the end. She doesn't come back and apologize. Nothing. 
It's just there to spit in the face of the main character and have no real semblance of moving on the story. I'm like, why? <laughs> What's the point? I just spit all over myself. Because <laughs> I did the Lewis Black wobble. Uh-huh. <laughs> What's the purpose? But then also... <laughs> nobody on the planet... Let alone one of the the Duck Dynasty guys is going to pop up on a screen behind the newsboys at a concert and say, we've all heard about some liberal professor having an argument about God's existence over there, and so we want you to text everybody on the planet God's not dead. That conversation is happening in literally thousands of liberal professor college classes every single day. Yeah. Nobody ever hears about it. <laughs> but then the other thing was, if you're on the receiving end of that text, God's not dead, and you've never seen the movie, mm-hmm. and you're sitting there thinking, did I say God was dead? <laughs> Why is he texting me this? Must be the wrong. This is such a weird person. text message. <laughs> no, I mean I'm sure there were instances of people having hard times and they got that text and that was great and i'm sure that's what they were banking on to do it in the beginning but sure the movie just made no logical sense and once again we are here to uh review and discuss faith-based <laughs> the movie not god's not dead sorry <laughs> so that leads us to the second point and this you did hear in the trailer they asked the question why do christian movies have to be bad christian movies don't have to be bad they just don't have to be good And again, that plays right into it. They don't have to be good to make a lot of money. And because they don't have to be, they hardly ever are. Yeah. They don't feel the need to be made well. And in the uh, movie, the company that's going to like distribute this movie is kind of seen as a, as a factory for these films. Right. With people that don't believe in what the message is behind it. Yeah. And we are seeing you know, big companies come out with these kind of divisions. Like Fox has a whole Fox Faith now film division with no real evidence that they have anything to do with actually believing what's behind these movies right. or, or anything of that nature, just that this is a new market we're going mm-hmm. after. <clears throat> and so they talk about that kind of in that meeting of... You know, and you have to talk about God, but it doesn't have to be God, God. Yeah. It can be just a, a higher power of some kind. Right. You know, and I mean, that's exactly right. There are a lot of spiritual, inspirational films that even don't get into real theology. It's just all kind of lovey-dovey, uh, Make you feel warm good. fuzzies kind yeah. of stuff. Or even blatantly bad theology, which so many of these movies have doing things that are completely against anything you've seen in scripture to get from point A to point B. Just some weird supernatural thing that's never occurred and never occurred to anybody to ever occur. And even God wouldn't have come up with these things to right. do to get from point A to point B. But these movie people like, well, this is our MacGuffin to get to the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, God magic. And here we are. Yeah. You're saved. Yep. <laughs> Uh, there was a, okay, this was a big lampoon of, of the Christian worship in, industry in here at the Father's Church. Did you hear the lyrics to the worship yes. song? <laughs> yes. Talking about the cross and. 
it wasn't like gross or anything. It was like a, a lampooning of like this over worship of the cross itself, as mm-hmm. opposed to Jesus with the cross being the symbol. It was like I hung a giant life-size cross in my room. If it fell on me, I'd be crushed for sure. That kind of thing. But it was point as it was sung as a worship song. And everybody was into it except like this little girl who's like, yeah, this is weird. <laughs> she was my favorite character and you only saw her, I think, twice yeah. in the whole movie. But I talked about last hour, I talked about how there were a few cringe worthy moments for me. Yeah. And that was definitely. Yeah. Um, just hearing their praise and worship and how big is your cross? <laughs> And yeah. or how big is your love? My love is big, but do you know how whose love is the biggest? Jesus is. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Unfortunately, <laughs> I feel like this is a semi-accurate portrayal of a lot of worship teams. So because right there's so many of them. Yeah. Like for example, we you know we go look for for new music for the station every single week, and in the you know new release you know lineup, now every single week at least half, usually far more than half, the releases are new praise and worship albums or singles from bands and churches that I've never heard of before. It's okay. just this giant, booming. Uh, genre now all its own, which you know uh, is understandable now why K Love and Air One can just play that constantly and never right. run out of material. But <laughs> when you have that many new bands coming in, you're going to get some bad theology or just some whack lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> and I'm. Um- and that's a big thing that's happening right now within Christian circles, just talking about discussing. We've even touched on it a little bit in the past, but bad theology through Christian music. Yeah. And should we be singing these songs within church? And Or should we sing songs that themselves might be biblically accurate if the church, the church that it comes from has teachings that are way outside of biblical doctrine. Right. Or correct doctrine. Right. Uh, yeah. Those, and those are difficult questions and questions that should be asked mm-hmm. and hard really to answer. Yeah. Um, I can <laughs> pretty much say with 100% percent certainty, if 100%. I ever walked into a church that was singing this cross song on faith-based, <laughs> I would leave quickly. There was even one line where it said, my cross is so big, big enough for a body. Yes. Like making it clear that I have a full life-size cross. Yes. So they got a kick. He got a, it got him kicked out of his, his, uh, apartment because his roommate was uncomfortable with it. And yeah. you know, that was like celebrating his, his giant size faith yeah. because of the giant size cross. My room is small, but my cross is big. Like <laughs> Just so cringy. Even for Chris, when, when they said my cross is big, big enough for a body, even Chris was like, Oh, <laughs> this dad. Is, this is no. bad. Yeah. This is so bad. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like it. Oh mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Uh, so in this movie, the, uh, the guy, Luke, he is an adopted son in a, in a family whose dad is a pastor of this church. He's never really been attending the church since he was a kid anyway. Um, but he goes to the church. They're trying to fund this movie. He goes to that, that, uh, film producer. They say, we will 
you know, we'll we'll publish and, and send out and push and promote your movie. We will, you know, distribute it. But you have to make it. Mm -hmm. You have to pay for it. You have to make it on your own. Then if you do that, we'll pay you $200,000 and then we'll sell the movie. Right. And so the whole idea is make a movie for less than $200,000 so they can have that money. And they were the, the idea that he brought up to his dad was, let's try and get the church members to, to chip in to pay for it. And then we'll split the proceeds. We'll take a hundred thousand. We'll give a hundred thousand to the church because the church needed to pay its rent for that year. They needed like seventy thousand, and then they needed another hundred thousand on top of that to fix the roof. And so the dad eventually relents, or no, he doesn't relent. Mm -mm. He just goes. Luke just goes on his own. Yep. Gets a couple people in the church to go along with him, and he gets up there and presents it to the church. Yeah. And so at the end of the movie, they're all walking out, and there are two buckets, two donation buckets. And one of them says mission trip, and one of them says faith-based movie. And we see a long scene of people just walking by, putting all the money in the faith-based movie, which I thought was a very powerful message mm -hmm. on this topic. Yes. Uh, even my nine-year-old thought that it was a very powerful message on this topic. Uh, she had just walked in the room as he was presenting the idea to the church yeah and she was asking us a question we were watching the video watching the movie told her we'd answer just a second give us a minute um and as the church members are walking out tossing all the money into the faith-based bucket she goes wow that's really sad they didn't put any money in the missions bucket yeah none <laughs> and i just went huh my nine-year-old gets it. <laughs> yeah. And unfortunately, I believe that's kind of where our priorities tend to lie. We, we tend to lie in the kind of almost superficial uh, stuff that's going to try and make us look better as Christians, as opposed to actually going out and doing the message, mm -hmm. you know, as opposed to actually getting, getting your, your hands and feet dirty. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I mean... It was a good point that this movie made. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. And they made a few good ones. Uh, in the movie, one of the lyrics, or with lyrics, one of the lines in the movie, this, the movie they decided to make is uh, Prayer in Space, the first prayer ever said in space, which is silly, of course. Uh, but it's about this uh, crew that lands on Mars, and then they find out there's a space monster on Mars, and the space monster kills everybody except this one scientist lady, and the scientist lady is trying to, to get, you know, home and eventually praise to god and god saves her that's the whole premise of the movie the whole you know the the actual story we see is all of five minutes long but one of the lines in that at the beginning is you know mm -hmm. they reach they reach mars and she's calling her mom saying mom i made it to mars we're we're here we're safe and the mom replies well, just remember, if you happen to be the last person there, like setting up the idea yeah. that you will be the only one there, that God is always with you. You can always trust him to be with you. And she goes, Mom, I'm a scientist now. I'm not allowed to believe in God anymore. Uh -huh. And I'm just like, oh, gosh. So this is one of those things that the secular world does believe of Christians. Believes that Christians are completely anti-science. And that uh, we don't 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 believe in it. We don't trust it. And uh, that's I mean that's not accurate. Yeah. <laughs> there are there are things that we interpret differently, and that's exactly what science is. Yeah. It's, it's about interpreting the data. Right. Uh, there's there's a lot of things that are still scientific theory, 
that uh, we can't, but I mean, that's a whole thing we'll get into later. But Christians very much do believe in science because we believe in truth. Anything that is true is of God. Mm -hmm. Uh, There are just some things that uh, might not be uh, driven actually by science. Yeah. I'm 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 going to dance around this. There are a lot of things that this world calls scientific proof that is really emotional need. There are people that say, because I emotionally need this to be true, it's scientifically true. And I know that's a very vague term and I don't want to dive any deeper because we'll be here all day. That's fair. (laughs) But I mean, that is an accurate way of of how the outside world sees the church. And we don't always help ourselves to combat that sometimes, mm-hmm. uh, which you know, I get, you know, can't just yell out climate change is a hoax every time climate change is brought up when not really a hoax, there might be more layers to it than we talk about, but we're not helping ourselves and we just completely dismiss everything mm-hmm. in an argument. Moving on. Uh, okay. So some of the positive stuff. Okay. The other pff, I hit myself in the face with the mic. <laughs> the other character, the other main character, Tanner, right? Yes. That's the guy. He actually starts getting involved with the small group. Yeah. Has a bit of a falling out with Luke. What's wrong? No, it just it's a small group. They all look normal size to me. <laughs> <laughs> they get out of the, uh, well, they get, they stop making the movie at one point. They have a falling out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Luke goes back to selling teas and cleaning pools and, and Tanner's just kind of having a new life. He's got a girlfriend, uh, from the small group. Uh, he's reading the Bible. He's mm-hmm. hanging out with them. He's going to church more. Uh, he's having a, 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 the pretty much the best time of his life he's had, mm-hmm. he says. And he says, look, small groups and church is just like a more positive, less drunk version of a bar. And I thought, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, that's not inaccurate. Right. Because a bar is where people go to drown their sorrows and complain and try and forget about their troubles while a small group is a place where you can let your troubles out yeah and you know unburden yourself the end result at least at the end of the night is the same as you feel a little bit better or you've numbed that pain Mm -hmm. the only difference with the small group is that you now have actual help right on a bar just you have more beer (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah i mean some people do go to a bar As for a the social yeah, yeah, yeah. the social aspect of it and so i can even see that um what is the word i'm looking for correlation that, yep that correlation there yeah you know yeah uh yeah it's 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 a, a weird way of putting it but it's not inaccurate yeah. at all uh, <laughs> but let's see one of the lines, and I don't actually remember the scene, and maybe you can help me remember, uh, that I wrote down here in my notes was, the biggest problem is being afraid to be who you really are. I think that was also in relation to small groups. Because he kind of caught into the small group pretending to be a Christian already. Pretending to be a part of this world. And when he was talking about 
the thing, the only thing that he struggled with was having to put on a fake face. Okay. Which is also a thing that Christians have a big problem with. Right. I'm almost certain that's where it was. Um, I don't remember the line. Yeah. It's, it's what all Christians tend to do. Yeah. And we've talked about this a hundred thousand times on the show, but we all tend to put up a facade mm-hmm. to pretend like we're better than we are. And uh, like you mentioned last hour, the the only thing that we ever saw any Christian like really shaming anyone else for was like cussing. Right. You're like, Ugh. we had a, a thing posted in the Backer Baptist Church last week, uh, a shirt that said, I love Jesus, but I cuss a little. Mm-hmm. And the comments in that, there weren't really like fights, but just watching the reactions, there were a lot of people who were like, I get it. I'm that way sometimes. Yeah. And a lot of people are like, sad. I know. Disappointing. Yeah. I'm like, ooh, okay, Mr. Perfect. Mind your business. You don't have any problems. You never made a mistake before. You never stubbed your toe when you're alone and yelled out the S word. Never in your life. I mean, <laughs> we can't we can't be in this mode of that's how we get judgmental. Let me put it that way. That's how we turn judgmental. We get to the point where we deny that we have these urges. We deny that we have these problems. We deny that even we have these straight up sins that we hide from everybody else. And then to deflect from that and to make sure that no, no suspicion is ever put on us, we point the finger everywhere else. Absolutely. Yeah. And that is where that mask comes in. Mm-hmm. It's not anymore about being afraid to be vulnerable. I mean, I'm sure there's a little bit of that, but that's not the main reason anymore that people wear masks in church. It's because they're afraid that if they admit they have a problem, they will be ostracized. They'll be looked at differently. They'll be kicked out. They won't be allowed to help or, or anything like that. If, if you're a man and you come up and you try to admit that you have a problem with pornography, you're afraid. And it often happens. You're not allowed to even like work with children anymore, volunteer for the youth, or anything like that. Yeah. When... 80% of men have this problem. Yeah. And 79% of them don't admit it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's that kind of mentality, and the church does it to itself, too, is, is once you become a Christian, you're not allowed to have problems anymore. Mm-hmm. And that's never what the church was supposed to be. Right. Uh, all of these are really big topics that we could tackle <laughs> on an entire show. They but really the, are. The, the, but that's what really surprised me about this movie is that it did make a lot of solid observations. Mm-hmm. A lot of off observations about the Christian culture, but a lot of solid ones. Mm-hmm. Everything was just kind of like nothing was very blatant. Yes. Everything in, in was your very face. passive. Yeah. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Everything was very, very passive. So I feel like if you're a Christian watching it, there are some things that are definitely going to stick out to you that you're going to be like, oh, yeah, I don't like that. Or, oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. If you um, have a hurt from the church, you know, there are going to be things that you see in the movie where you're like, yep, that's exactly how it is. You mm. know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas if you've never been exposed to church culture, you've never been a part of a church, you'll watch this movie and just be like, okay, uh, sure. I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Because nothing, yeah, nothing is incredibly (laughs) obvious. Yeah. Um, I, I, as I said, I did like at least comparatively to other, uh, films and TV shows that depict Christians. I did like this portrayal much better. Um, like one of the things that never happens, never happens in any secular portrayal of a Christian uh, woman dating a a man uh, who's not a Christian, 
in secular movies or TV shows. One of the things that never happens is that woman doesn't sleep with the man. That always happens. The Christian girl always sleeps with the unchristian guy mm-hmm. and proves that she didn't really, uh, you know, care that much about purity or she doesn't, you know, anything like that. She's it was, not there's strong no stand. enough. Yeah. yeah. There's always this, uh, uh, she's weak. Mm-hmm. Christianity's a joke anyway. That kind of feeling. That's always what you get. And they didn't do that in this movie. Yeah. Uh, Tanner dated that girl. You see them kiss one time, and mm-hmm. it's very nice. It's not gross. It's not over the top. And that's all we ever see. That's all that's ever implied. Mm-hmm. There's never an implication that they've done anything more than that. And I liked that. Yeah. I liked that. I thought that was nice and fair. <laughs> because... <laughs> <laughs> Just stop hitting below the belt when you do this stuff. Yeah. Right? I don't mind that you lampoon Christians because Christians are not above any other culture to be lampooned. But just don't be jerks about it all right? the time. Gosh. Anyway, <laughs> the movie was kind of hopeful in a weird way. It uh, was. It ended nicely. I know. Not only did they get the movie made, but the the money, that they gave the money to the church, their half. Paid off the mortgage. Off the mortgage. Yep. And then they decided to give their half of the money, the guy's half of the money to the church as well to fix the roof. Right. And went back to having no money and doing yeah. what they had done before. But they, they felt that's what the right thing to do mm-hmm. was to to put all that money into the church which uh, terrible worship song aside at least seemed to be a group of nice actual kind church going folk sure that just wanted to to live life the best they can yeah and be kind and they were very generous despite the fact that they gave all the money to the movie they were very generous they were on board with it they were yeah they gave uh, as as much as they had, which was kind, you know, it was yeah. kind and, and uh, uh, in, in good spirit, even if it was misguided in theory. Uh, but yeah, I, I wasn't, I wasn't wholly disappointed yeah. in how Christians were portrayed or how the movie ended. Overall, still not a great movie. No. <laughs> but some solid points and uh, some solid discussions can, can be brought out of that. We are strongly telling you you don't want to watch this movie. Yeah. <laughs> so don't do it. It's not as great as the trailer implies it to be. Right. Like I saw that trailer and I'm like, oh, I'm all about this movie. Watch the movie. I'm not about this movie. Mm-hmm. But pretty good when it comes to discussion that can be brought out of it. That's the thing. When you're willing to see something from um, maybe, I don't know, from a different perspective, not unbiased, an unbiased perspective. Yes. And you're willing to say, okay, there is not 100% truth in this, but we can have some good conversation from it. You know, if you are at a, place where you're willing to do that you're able to do that okay watch at your own risk but if you find yourself being a little more i think cynical is the word if you find yourself being a little more hardened to where you get really frustrated and aggravated and just annoyed at things that portray to be christian but are obviously not then yeah. you don't watch this at all period dot end of discussion sure um <laughs> i i will say for this if i'm trying to encapsulate my thoughts about how it's portraying christians i really believe that this movie attempted to portray christians as the majority of non-christians see it 
not necessarily offensive, like in, just an unoffensive, maybe sort of rubbish, but generous and kind and just, you know, they're having their own thing over there kind right. of group. Yeah. A few things that maybe they think of wrong, but it's, you know, it's not like we see it portrayed everywhere else. I feel like most portrayals of Christians are coming from a spiteful place. They're coming from a, you know, let's lampoon everything that every uh, Christian protest ever, you know, brought up kind of thing. Or let's make them look terrible or let's make them look worse than, uh, or let's make them look like hypocrites and all this kind of thing. The worst hypocrites they can be. It's always coming from a spiteful place. I don't think this portrayal of Christians came from a spiteful place. I think it just came from a kind of honest perspective outside. Yeah. I, I believe that every perspective or everything that was shown off, even the kind of over the top stuff like the, the worship song was still from a, like a genuine perspective. Because if you listen to some of the worship songs and you don't know anything about Christianity or hymns or anything like that, talking about blood and, you know, covered by the blood. I know. That line, while beautiful when you understand the symbolism, terrifying to someone who has no idea what you're talking about. Washed in the blood (laughs) of the lamb. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> I mean, anything like that. If you really stop to think about it, if you don't know church culture, have no idea about any of the symbolism, you're like, what is it? What, what cult did am I, I just joining? walk into? <laughs> exactly. What lamb are they washing themselves with? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, from that from that point, I, I, I appreciated it uh, that, you know, it at least at least kind of makes sense. Um, and I wish that there would be more of that when it comes to portrayal of Christians. It reminds me of Shirley Bennett from Community. Did you ever watch Community? No. Shirley Bennett is my, I think, the most accurate portrayal of a Christian in media. Okay. It's clear that she has her own problems and her own issues, and she covers them up by being a little bit overly judgmental to other people, but she realizes that from time to time and reels it back and apologizes. There's, there's always a, a time, any time that she does get to be too judgmental and it's like the point of the story, it's always realized by the end of the scene that she's actually covering up some other hurt that she's had recently or whatever, and she comes to terms with it. Mm-hmm. She deals with it. She handles it like a Christian should. Um, it's revealed that she has a bit of a rough past. Uh, uh, with drinking and, and, and uh, a rough time in her life that she tried to cover up and it got revealed and, and she was embarrassed and struggled with it. But once it actually went over, like once that, that moment of it being revealed and her embarrassment was over, she was able to find support mm-hmm. in her friends and actually kind of work through that and get past it. She was not perfect by any means. She wanted to be she was trying to be perfect, and sometimes that came off wrong, but oftentimes it roundabout came about the right way, and the way that she treated everybody was in a loving way, as she should have. And I, I love that portrayal, and if that's the only reason I'd recommend you watch Community, I say watch it. But uh, that's, that's, I've always believed that. The best portrayal of a Christian, a real, genuine Christian. Yeah. In TV, in my opinion. Okay. Okay, well, we've talked that to death. Yeah, we kind of did. We need to go gargle mm. uh, from that taste test. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, all right, we're going to take one more break. Don't go anywhere, because when we come back, we're going to answer a question that you've been dying to ask us, I'm sure. More background Morning Show to come. Stick around.
This week in Nerdy News, this is LTNN. In an interview with the New York Times, Elizabeth Olsen, who plays Scarlet Witch in the Marvel movies and the MCU and the upcoming Disney Plus exclusive series, WandaVision, says that the show is actually going to take a hard look at mental health and mental illness issues, which is something that the character struggles with in the comics, which is pretty darn cool. Disney Plus is also working on a sequel series to the movie Willow, starring Warwick Davis, set years after the events of the original film, and introducing all new characters to the enhanced realm of fairy queens and two-headed Eversick monsters. Uh, Yeah, okay. Why not? After Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio, 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 I can't say her whole name, AOC, played a game of Among Us with some of her followers. Uh, yeah, the the uh, the game got spammed with with pro Trump propaganda, like almost like a virus attacking the chat boxes. Uh, took a few days to fix that, and I'm sure it was 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 a little annoying, a little suspect, um, but. AOC, you're a congresswoman. What are you doing? Pass a bill. And lastly, Magic the Gathering is teaming up with Extra Life to help some kids. The two companies will be supporting the Seattle Children's Hospital via a dedicated secret lair drop happening next month, as well as via Twitch streams, auctions, and more. The November secret lair will be Secret Lair Extra Life 2020. There will be premium foil alternate art cards based on highlighting the importance of family and children. The cards include Collected Company, Consecrated Sphinx, Amulet of Vigor, and Teferi's Protection. The Secret Lair will be available to pre-order from November 6th through the 9th and will cost 60 bucks for each copy sold. Wizards of the Coast has pledged to donate 30 bucks to Extra Life. Pretty neat, gang. That is going to do it for this week in Nerdy News. I've been Station Manager Matt, and this is LTNN. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show as things are winding down for the day. But first, we're going to ask, we're going to answer an Ask Us Anything question. <laughs> oh, I always get that mixed up. <laughs> always. Uh, what is something you've always wanted to do but are scared to? Ooh, ooh. Okay. Uh, gosh, this is a hard one. Because there's a lot. There's a lot I don't want to do. I'm not sure there's a lot that I want to do, but I'm scared to. There's a lot I'm scared to do. <laughs> Shoot. Because he's a weenie. I'm scared to eat sushi. I really want to eat sushi, but I'm scared. Oh but I just ate these candy corns. Can't be worse than that, right? It's not. <laughs> it's <laughs> really not. Definitively stating, it is not worse than that. <laughs> oh, gosh. I don't know. Um, anything with heights. You know, I'd, I'd like to... I definitely wouldn't like to bungee jump. I've always been intrigued by like skydiving. Mm-hmm. I'm too afraid of that. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll, I'd die falling just from the fear. Uh, I really like roller coasters. That used to be a thing. I love roller coasters now. Corkscrewy ones and all those. I don't know. What do you got? Um, I 
came to a decision, but I was having a battle in my head, just like you are currently <laughs> having a battle, because we both have a shared fear of heights. Neither one of us care for, oh, for yeah, heights I you were at all. Of heights, yeah. Um, and there's a lot of things that I would re- I would really like to do that require me getting out of that box. But I think more than that, I've always wanted to learn how to surf. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So I grew up on a coastal state, less than an hour from the beach, and all of my friends growing up knew how to surf. It was something that they just knew. They grew up doing it. And I can remember always thinking, man, that's so cool. I wish I could learn how to surf. But it also just terrifies me Mm -hmm. to get out into the middle of the ocean, not being able to, you know, make my way back to shore, the current taking me out too far. Sharknado. Sharks don't scare me quite as much (laughs) because in North Carolina, you don't see many sharks on that that Uh, coast. So that wasn't, I'm sure it was always like a, I mean, there could be a shark. I don't know. But that was never my initial concern behind it. Gotcha. It was more of a concern of being taken out into the middle of the ocean and not being able to get back. Hmm. Okay. I think I know what I'm, I've always wanted to do and I'm scared to. And it might not be as scary these days, but it has been in the past. It's getting easier and easier to do this. Traveling to a country that speaks a completely foreign language, does not speak English, has a second language naturally. Yeah. And trying to do anything. Yeah. Uh, Like, I don't know, you know, going to Japan or China or something like that. That terrifies me. I'd love to see Japan. I'd love to see Tokyo. But being there, especially if I was by myself, Mm -hmm. I feel like I'd just die on the street. Yeah. (laughs) That's fair. But now we got like Google Translate or whatever has a thing where you can just talk right into it and it'll translate it for you right then and there. And I'm like, that's brilliant. Yeah. I have come to learn, though, that it is a lot more common in other countries for them to have their language as their first language. And then English is a second sure. language yeah. that yeah, is sure taught. That's also and, much more common. you know, we have the option in high school to learn Latin or Spanish or German or, you know, French. Two and a half years of Spanish, I remember colors and numbers. So, (laughs) in a sense, like, America kind of sees it as a joke, and I don't mean that in an ugly way, but it's just not something that's, you know, it's not something that's a priority, whereas in many other other countries and cultures, knowing how to speak English is important. It is... Nece- yeah. necessary so and you see we see, you see what you just said reminds me of something that happened i think it was uh during the republican national convention melania trump got up to speak mm-hmm. and she has that very thick accent and uh, i think it was joy behar from the view was watching and tweeted oh gosh she still can't speak english i'm like she can speak five languages and she's doing just fine with yeah. this one I'm like, that's that's exactly the American attitude. It is. Um, she can't sp- speak English perfectly. She's stupid. Yeah. I hate that. <laughs> I, it's one of the biggest things that bothers me. It, we're in America. Learn how to speak English. Okay, yeah. you go to another country and see if you can pick up their language. Right. And we're, and we're here in New Mexico, yeah. which, uh, for those of you who don't know, is a part of America. Uh, but, but we are not a, in Mexico. We didn't heavy, need a passport to get here. Yeah, but it has a heavy uh, Latino population. Yeah. And a lot of people speak Spanish 
and we do have a number of people who get too Americanized yeah. and get upset about it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yes, you do. Like, I understand maybe if you live in an area of the country that doesn't have a heavy Spanish population, if you could call on the thing that says press two for Spanish and that irritates you some well. I, I guess I kind of get that if you're not exposed to it every day. But here we're like, yeah, of course you're going to have the Spanish option. Of course that the school is going to send out the memo in both English and Spanish. There's a lot of Spanish-speaking households around here. Mm -hmm. Why would we just, like, get mad at them for not knowing English perfectly or understanding better in their native language? Mm -hmm. I don't understand the problem. Yeah. (laughs) I actually read a quote not long ago that said, if you have a problem with... If you have a problem with other people speaking another language in America, then you are you're living in the wrong country. Yeah, absolutely. You know. Yeah. All right. Well, let's end with our verse for the day. Our verse for the day is Second Corinthians five twenty one. For our sake, he made him to be sin who know, who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. That's going, to do, <laughs> that's going to do it for our show today. Be sure to check out all of what we do online at lovethynerd.com. We've got amazing articles on all things nerdy, as well as this show, LTN Radio, and our other podcasts and videos, including, uh, by the way, I haven't made mentions of this. I should have mentioned it last week leading up to it, but last week, last Friday night, my friend, our friend, John Berkey and I launched a brand new Love Thy Nerd podcast called Two Words. It's about wrestling. And the two words for last week were why wrestling, where we discussed why we, how we got into wrestling, why we're still fans. And uh, we gave our predictions for the pay-per-view this past week. Did uh, some impressions wrestlers reading the Bible, which turned out actually really funny. <laughs> Uh, it's really good. So go go check that out too. But uh, yeah, you can catch that. Every, it'll be roughly every other Friday here on LTN Radio. Uh, let's see here. If you'd like to directly support our mission to become a financial partner with Love Thy Nerd and specifically with LTN Radio, please visit lovethynerd.com slash give and choose LTN Radio from the drop down menu. Love Thy Nerd is a qualifying 501c3 nonprofit organization and your gift is tax deductible. And if those numbers mean anything to you, that's great. If they don't mean anything to you, we'd love your support anyway. <laughs> uh, make sure you're following us on all the socials at at the back row LTN at LTN on air and at love thy nerd and the back row morning show has its own Facebook group community for Christian humor back row Baptist church so search us out and join in on the fun lastly just in case you ever miss a day find the back row morning show on Spotify Apple Podcasts, etc subscribe rate five stars and leave a review something along the lines of it's fun we'll be back tomorrow morning right here on LTN radio at 7 a.m. Central with an encore at 9 a.m. Have a great day. Mo, final thought. I still hate candy corn. Ugh, it was gross. Yep. And remember, if nobody else tells you, we promise it's true. Jesus loves you, nerd. <laughs> this might actually put me off normal candy corn. Mo from the Back Row Morning Show, and I've got your five random facts. New NASA findings suggest there may have been active lava flow on the moon 100 million years ago when dinosaurs were believed to roam, suggesting there were active volcanoes on the moon at that time. Giraffe tongues can be 20 inches long, and the dark bluish-black color is probably there to prevent sunburn. 
The Olympic world record for the longest human long jump is greater than the world record for the longest horse long jump. James Cameron sold the script of Terminator for $1 and the promise to direct in hopes of getting his big break. It worked. The first commercial plane ride lasted 23 minutes in 1914 for $400, which equates to about $8,500 today. Two men flew from St. Petersburg, Florida to Tampa, Florida. For more random facts and hilarious nonsense, tune into the Back Row Morning Show Monday through Thursday at 7 a.m. Central with an encore at 9.